y'all. Treasury here with Picture Me Living. We are on a rooftop of Jordan's apartment. Thank you for hosting us, Mr. Jordan. Of course, of course. You want to introduce yourself real quick? Give your Instagram handle, all of that. Uh, my name is Jordan Reeves. I'm a singer, actor, model, dancer in New York, but you know who isn't. My Instagram <laughs> is at Tondurag, A T E N D U R A G, just you know, Tondu, which is a ballet form because I'm a ballet dancer, okay. and then Durag because you know, niggas. Wow, I didn't know that term was. Thank you for explaining that. Mm -hmm. Tondu means to stretch in French. It's, really? uh, and in ballet, they always say everything begins with the plié and a tendu. So you I know, know what a plié is. Yeah. I was a little girl in ballet. To bend, of course. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Okay, so tendu is a stretching. And I need to start stretching more frequently. So it, listen, wake up in tendu. Tendu. People don't understand that stretching is the best way outside of, you know, the apple a day or the blunt a day. You know, okay. if you know, you do your things, you know. You you know. know. But stretching is a really good way to. tequila a day. Hey man, something to cleanse the liver, you know, cleanse the, the, the bodies, yeah, you know, yeah, cleanse yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah. But the beautiful thing about stretching is that number one, it puts you in this really good tactile relationship with your body where you really start to understand how your body moves through space, how you do things through space, uh -huh. how you also feel. And stretching allows you to like understand where the stresses in your body are and to relax them out. And okay. then also getting stretching just really helps you, you know, stay in tune and it keeps your body in a good health like a good healthy space so is it like a meditation yes absolutely as especially as like okay so for me i'm a ballet dancer i got into ballet after i after i graduated college okay. i originally went to oglethorpe university i was mm -hmm. originally you know a dual degree biomed engineering right. program decided i didn't like it um graduated started by ballet got into my first ballet conservatory brought me okay. here but like one thing about stretching is just like it is it's a it's a daily practice it's not really a daily they tell you to do it daily but really you know i've had a few physical therapists that tell me intense stretching is better to do every other day but it is a good what stretching is better every other day intense stretch intense, intense stretching, stretching. Okay. like you know you, you always touch your toes every now and then okay just so to you keep yourself limber mm -hmm. okay. just to keep yourself limber because you know your body is your muscles are just long spindle fibers so you got to okay. keep them you got to keep them flexible you got to okay. keep them you know textile because there's a lot of ladies textile. listening Tensile, that want me. to you know be flexible for the bedroom so listen they take a note why you said every other day with my notepad every other day not the only day. is it good for your health it's good for your the bedroom. health oh, okay. okay okay your yeah. healthy health okay okay you know all of that because, you know, sex is a very physical experience, very physical yes. exercise. So, I believe... As I would like, say the more that I worked out, the more intense everything became. The more intense the orgasms. The more ballet classes I have, the more horny I am. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. Like, after I take a Your good ballet class... Okay. It's still going to be a good class. I didn't, yeah. you know, had legs and did jumps <laughs> and did turning. I was like, oh, yeah. it's a good day after I get out. I'm like, okay, so like... Yeah. Some, you know. <laughs> but you know um it helps it really does. It, not only does it help your stamina and like you know performance it just also helps you feel more comfortable you know you, you can try the new freaky positions you've got the flexibility to yeah, try them yeah, yeah. you know the more freaky shit you try the more you yeah. the better you feel about yourself you the know the more intense the orgasm becomes yeah yeah i will say that i will say that when you're able to do different things and you're shocked at yourself for instance, for me, it's like squats, right? Mm -hmm. Squats in the gym. And I don't even count how many I could do or how long I could hold a squat hold. But in that bedroom, I noticed that, okay, wait, I'm like squatting a little bit longer than the typical 25 seconds. Like now we at 45 mm -hmm. seconds. Now I'm telling him, hey man, chill out. Like I'm not done yet. And I do, I ain't do that three, four years ago. So. That comes it's all apart in the gym. It's all apart, and there's like one thing I'm learning about. It's like people call it like the Asian squat. I don't call it that because you know it's a little derogatory, but it's called what the goblet it? squat. Oh, a goblet squat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I a know good, what I'm yeah. a good goblet Where squat. Like this way. Mm -hmm. But people also understand is like not only is like the 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 goblet squat like a good stretch for you. It's also a part of a meditative practice. So it comes from yoga. And yoga, of course, is a meditative practice. It comes yeah. from you know Eastern medicine, which again is also tying in like you know the physical meditative aspects and also the metaphysical and also as well as like you know medicine. So like 
when you do the goblet squat, not only is it good, it's good for like your pelvic floor, it's good for your hips, yeah. it's good for your You're lower stretching. back. Because it is a stretch. Mm -hmm. I, I know exactly what you were talking about. So it is a stretch. So let's demonstrate it real quick for the video. Let's just do a quick little goblet so we can see. Oh, uh, Lord. Like Jesus. Okay. Like this. So mm -hmm. They can't really see my toes, but mm -hmm. you're squatting the chairs in a way. But mm -hmm. your knees are out and your toes are out. Mm -hmm. Chest is still up, mm -hmm. but it's poked out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let I me mean, I do it. I do the, the ballet way. I'm used to doing it this way for ballet yeah. for turnout. But so it, I do that when I do want to open up my hips. Though. Mm -hmm. But if like you in do the gym, it, it's like more like. So people also don't understand is there's a tendon that goes from the bottom of your Achilles that goes all the way from there back to the back of your scapula and anchors, uh -huh. and anchors there. People do it turned out to try to get that extra flexibility but mm -hmm. the thing is like it turned out it's like you have to develop that. So if you don't, it's better to do it turned in. So when you do it a little bit here. And don't you don't want to crank it? You used to do as, as much as you're comfortable with, and you go here oh and you get a little bit lower. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, cause you gotta. Cause at first, when I first started doing the goblet squat, I couldn't. I I would so get to like here. Watching, y'all know what this is good for. The emphasis is to put your heels on the ground, both heels. Mm-hmm. So you go as low as you. Yeah, but try to get those heels in a little bit. Those knees in a little bit. Knees over your toes. Yeah. Okay. Because your weight is still supposed to be on your heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to have your heels all the way on the ground, and then you get to the bottom of your squat, and then you push your knees oh. out. But you don't really make it really intense; just a little, just a little bit at a time. Do you a know, mm -hmm. breaks, yeah. mm -hmm. right. we in a, we in a. Mm -hmm. But the thing about this, you know, for us with sex is this is an awkward position, so we do kind of have to lean forward. Mm -hmm. But this is a good way to tone up those muscles. Good way to tone those muscles. Good way, right? Okay. Yeah, all right, I ain't even so I give all my guests an icebreaker, but since we've been hanging out, we just right. kind of rolled right <laughs> into the conversation. We, right, we've been running, we've been in the streets already, so yeah, it's been a time. Right. Uh, <laughs> my icebreaker for you, since you are from Atlanta, mm -hmm. give me some of your favorite Atlanta songs, just like um, three or four. They know by Shawty Low, number one, number fucking one. Anytime okay. that come that song comes on, I'm coming. I'm running. I'm running. I'm, running. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck where we are. That um, Best to Shine by Future. Okay. Um, what else? Lemonade by Gucci Mane. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Okay, okay. I mean, up here you don't you don't hear as much recent stuff from Atlanta, from home. For real, for real. Yeah. Now I'm up here. But even though, I mean, usually if, right now what I'm listening to, if I do is listen to something from Atlanta, it's usually like, you know, top 40. I don't try to listen to that stuff. So, of course, I'll try to pop into like a, a good Gucci Mane mixtape, yeah, whatever yeah, he yeah, dropped. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's us. Yeah. You know. So, what's, now that you live here, and you're almost a New York native, kind of, mm -hmm. sort of, uh, what's some New York favorites? Well, number one, I don't want to call myself a New York native because I also want to respect the fact that, like, I'm only here because a lot of, like, you know, life circumstances lined mm -hmm. up in a good way for me to be here. Like, it's kind of like a, like, you know, like, chance of lifetime thing that lined up for me to be mm -hmm. here. But in order for me to have that chance of a lifetime for me to be here, a lot of New York natives were displaced, and I don't really like that. I kind of came oh. up here. I kind of came okay. up here trying to, like, I, I kind of came up here trying to, like, you know, um... I was trying to get better health care because health care in the South, as we both know, is mm -hmm. rather abysmal. Yeah. So, number one, I do want to say that, like, I don't want to be like, I'm a native. I just want to be like, I'm a person who is here to appreciate what has been here before I got here. But my right. good New York song, it's like, no say, I wasn't that big of a Nicki Minaj fan until I moved here, started hanging out with all the Brooklyn girls, all the Queens girls, all the, all, all the, yeah. I'm a fan because when I was in the Navy, mm -hmm. uh, that's when she, you know, just broke a, a glass ceiling. I mm -hmm. would say a glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was mixing. Mm -hmm. um, when she dropped the album, I was like, mm, Starships, not on it. Um, I'm not, I wasn't really a pop Nicki fan, but right. I understand why she had to Right, because you got to do that, to get that global Gaga fan base, era. right, you and had I'm, to. I'm a Lady Gaga fan. Right, so you got to do so, what you got to do. But because I'm a Lady Gaga fan, I didn't want my rapper to also be Lady Gaga. Yeah. So I had to stay off Starships in that whole era. And then I was back a fan, back in the bees in the trap. Mm -hmm. However, she's mean now. My thing about it is like she's a mean girl. I feel like she's a mean girl, but I also feel like she's also trying to play into the, that classic like New York rap persona. Like at the end of the day, like rap started as like having beefs with different yeah, rappers or whatnot. Be 
But then when you think about it, it's like, but when you think about like, we also think about like rap originated in New York. So in day, she's kind of paying homage to her culture in creating that beef or not. She's 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 being old school classic New York rap. So when people, people, you remember people also saying like, you know, Nicki was selling out. So by her causing all that drama, she's actually being a New York, you know, rapstress rapper period but my only issue is just like her aligning herself with like stupid dudes like her 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 current husband or like takashi or just like every time that like there's like some problematic man and she's always running to like align herself with her it's like i get that like you're trying to do that because like you know like women men are allowed to be problematic but women aren't but at the same time baby like they would not do that for you Mm -hmm. so why are you doing that for them i ain't gonna speak on the husband because they got a beautiful baby and you know what we gotta leave the family Long. Right. But the Takashi, I it's specifically after the jail sentence. Like really Nikki? Like you finna do this? Like for real? Like you like you like, have the you have all the reasons you not to after this? Like mm, I I ain't gonna lie, I unfollow her. I, I I'm couldn't. still a fan. I'm a fa- like I, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world, but problematic fave. Like I'm never like it's like I'm never gonna not stand Nikki because at the end of the day she's been that girl for so long. And she did is, break a glass ceiling. That's why I pressed. And you got and you yeah. got and you gotta give your respect where respect is due. Yeah. And she was doing her thing in a yeah. really male dominated era yeah. for a very for ten now, straight years. Can you, can you give me your opinion on this? She created another glass ceiling. She broke a glass ceiling, but then she created. She created another glass ceiling by not collaborating with any other female artist. Because as artists. soon as Remy stepped out of prison, it should have been a feature immediately. Like it is, it, it like Remy's her- that bitch, and then she's that bitch out of New York, and you're that bitch out of New York. Y'all both the bitches out of New York. I was waiting, and then it was a diss. And it was on Gucci Man song too, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, shit, I gotta like this." You song. know, you know, you know, because you're like, "I don't want to like this because it's a diss, but at the same time, all the time, but it's Gucci, so I gotta I like it. it. You I know? It. Then I just be like, "Oh, she talking about ripping." Oh. No, but it's like Gucci with the high school, my auntie dog, so yeah. I gotta rap the home team. I still listen to that song, but I was still, I was disappointed. And then Remy came and ate her ass the fuck up. And they should have they should have immediately worked it. But I think Remy doing that broke the glass ceiling for Cardi. Dropped the bomb. Honestly, my thing about Cardi is is like if we want to talk about Cardi B, you also have to bring in the fact that she is light skinned and Afro Latina. Like you have to bring up the fact that that's what makes her mark. Like her her bombastic personality. I love her. She's funny. Yeah. She's got the talent. She I knows. I personally think that's what it is. She's, mm-hmm. funny. She's yeah. funny. She has an ear. No matter what you say. Cardi B has an ear for a hit. She knows what she she knows what a hit is, and she'll get her ass on a hit song. Even on her least played songs, like I I listened to Press in the gym, right? Still a still a bop, a bop. It wasn't a number one hit. It wasn't really played on the radio, but I mean, what the shit that she was saying, like uh, Ding Dong, must be the what's what's my order? Order? Like, like what, bitch? Like who, who thought of that? And then she wished Ding Dong, then she whispered it must be the whip for my daughter like she has an ear for that and she has an ear for what we want to hear and that's and that's just what that's what her gift is yeah she she even if she even if you have people ghostwriting her rhymes at the end of the day she knows what and a hit is it. she can she she, she delivers yeah. it she performs no it and no matter and if you see her in concert no matter if she she's still gonna perform baby girl gonna perform so my thing about it is like i don't think that cardi you know, broke another glass. I think Cardi created another glass ceiling because I don't think that Ice Spice would be here without Cardi B. She's opened yeah. another lane for that. But the, it, it, it's good that probably Cardi like B is Ice here, Spice. but it's also a little bit problematic because at the end of the day, like it's like Ice what makes huh? I don't like Ice Spice. Because at the end of the day, only the only reason that Ice Spice is getting the cloud that she's getting is because she's a fair ass white. She's she's yeah. a really fair skinned girl to the point that she's almost white, but she still has all the black girl features. It's the fact that she. Yeah quote unquote merges two industries that's making yeah. her do the thing but that's what I'm saying that's what Cardi was able to do because mm-hmm. Cardi again has the black voice the black so feature but she's high skin Ice Spice behind Cardi or Lotto um, I think she's the mixture of both because at the end of the day you have to think, when you talk about the rap industry like yeah you need a New York act because the South has been dominating for mm-hmm. so long but New York created rap so yeah. like they needed that anyways because yeah. there's so many and acts I say that behind like the designer future Mm-hmm. Situation. They definitely did the designer thing behind Future. They weren't really successful with it. They came out with a hit. They followed it up with a uh, feature. 
from Kanye and then that was kind of it from designer. But he sounded exactly, looked kind of like Future. My thing about it. And that's kind of what I get from Ice Spice. Like, who are they trying to design her after? I don't think, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't think, like, the, the, I think, like, we're trying to say that she's designed after a black woman, but I think Cardi B coming into the era as, you know, a very, very, very light-skinned, yeah. quote-unquote, black girl, I'm not denying her blackness, but at the end of the day, like, Afro-Latina. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, so I think no, that she's opened that, so that. she's opened that lanes for Ice Spice to get, like, that's I their lane. I don't like when they try to separate that, honestly. I don't like when they try to separate, like, oh, she's Latina, like, now we were all brought over here to this side of the world, mm -hmm. split off in different areas, mm -hmm. and that's what they look like over there, and that's what we look like over here. But we were all from the same place. I, I, I yeah. agree with that, but also you have to understand when you talk about you know capitalism and things of white supremacy and whatnot, and of course things you know with like colorism and politics like that. Mm -hmm. When you talk about like when you talk about people like Ice Spice and whatnot, it's like her being that fair skin is a large part of the appeal of they what made her this saleable thing. Get treated Cause think about it, More like when fairly. you, especially coming from Georgia, like I didn't understand that like there were actually like black Mexican, Puerto Rican, Colombian, Brazilian. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that was a thing when until I moved Kenya, out. Your mind is just gonna. It's like people darker than us that do not speak English at all. But that's they what I'm saying. Desire to speak English. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that, but them putting you know Ice Spice on or putting Cardi B on, they're putting again that light skinned Latina image of like you know white Latina da 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 da. da. This is what Latina dad looks like. But it's like no, there are a lot of them looks like us, and that's my only problem yeah. with those two. That's what I'm saying. Like Cardi B but opened that lane for Megan. huh? But Megan would kill some shit. It's but it's a, but that's she's what I'm saying. A break. That's the only reason why we're not hearing her right now because she chose to take a break. Megan Megan would kill some shit, but again that also as I'm saying like. We're talking about glass ceilings. I think Cardi B start, she didn't create she created another glass ceiling for Afro Latina rappers that are light skinned, you know? Okay. I think that Megan is also Southern rap. So she she and like in Southern rap, she's that bitch. Who else is yeah. there? And I and we think because when you think about other Southern rap women, you think about, you know, Gangsta Boo, La Chat, but like mm -hmm. no shade, like Gangsta Boo, who's who's Gangsta Boo just passed? Like and like me, like you know, growing up in Atlanta, you remember when you you remember back in the day when it was playing Three Six Mafia and Juicy all the mixtapes in Atlanta, you I know. So yeah. when Gang when Gangsta Boo died, like my auntie called me like Gangsta Boo died. And I'm deal. like, huh? It was a big deal for us. It was yeah. a big, especially for Southern rap culture. But it wasn't a big deal for the world. But for Southern rap yeah. culture, like no, dog, Gangsta yeah. Boo died. Like fuck. Like I remember growing <laughs> up with Gangsta. Like, you remember yeah. the first time you heard sipping on some. You remember the first yeah. time you heard that Memphis shit, and you was like, "Oh, nigga, what the fuck is this?" Gangsta and then Gangsta Boo came out, and you was yeah. like, "Who is this, dog?" <laughs> and now she's gone. Gangsta was on uh, they first song, though. So like, tell the club. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell uh, the club. Who ran it? Who ran it? That's who? one of my favorite Gangsta Boo. Uh, okay. Shout out to Gangsta Boo. Shout out right to her rest in peace. Shout yeah. out to her family. Shout out to every. And shout it's out hard to, to the start. It to the podcast audience because you know some people are at other places. They're like, who is this? They googling right now. But the people from Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, you get it. They know exactly who we're talking about right now. And then the wild thing, especially when you think about rap culture, is like there are so many rappers out there that have a flow that comes directly from Project Pat, dog. Mm. And you know what I like when Twenty One actually pays complete homage, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and then uh, who just did it? Uh, the girl? Mm -hmm. um, oh, I like her too. Uh, Doja. Mm -mm. Doja did it in Cake. Jesus. Oh, Glorilla. Glow, Glory. Exactly. She definitely uh, just pay homage project. Mm -hmm. Cause like that, cause everyone's talking about did it. I remember cause I was someone put out a thing when like Doja Cat was rapping that cake, make that cake, did it, did it, and they're like, they said that Doja Cat raps like who they said she raps like. It was some nondescript. I was like, no, she she raps like Project Pat. People you know, like, no, uh. Get everybody else credited except the people that you know. Cause yeah, the last she was like, uh, these bitches suck. Give them an adult. I was like, that's Project oh, I gotta Pat. Mm-hmm. These bitches suck. They give them other. And my son, he'll even hear like I'll play because I'm ratchet. So I'll play some old three six or project in the car. June to get off his phone and kind of look a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is where this yeah. came from, baby. Yeah. This is your people. <laughs> this, word, where, yeah. this is where this came this from. Culture, yeah. This is us. Yes. This is us. Yes. Not black people. This is southern black. This is us. <laughs> yes. Okay? Yes. Okay. So, especially being a southerner living in a very metropolitan area, mm-hmm. especially you think about music, you think about culture, just being here and understanding the cultural differences of being in a large metropolis as opposed to, like, I'm from Augusta. Like, I know you oh, have yeah. family in Atlanta, but, like, I, I was born in St. Joseph's in, in Augusta. So, like, you know. So, for the podcast audience, Augusta is, what, an hour and a half? Mm-hmm. Hour and a half, two hours. Of, of Atlanta. Uh, on the cusp of South Carolina. So, it's the uh, South Carolina and Georgia boundary-ish. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm from South Augusta. So you're still close to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because my, my brother used to run with Waka Flocka. My brother used to run with, like my 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 uh, my god brother, my, my brother brother Spax. Mm-hmm. He used to be the he used to do producing and DJ for for Lucci. Like you mm-hmm. know, like this people don't understand. Well, one thing I've under I've I've come to understand about music culture and like in, in New York and music culture here is like yeah, they're repping people here. Like they rap people from like you know. New York because like that's their state but like in Georgia like like rap culture is your family like people don't understand yeah. like Gucci Mane put on so many uh, rap so acts many. not even rap acts uh Zaytoven producer but when you think about it but every per, every every black person in the south when you think about us forever forever and but when you think about us you think about every person in the south who got a a cousin who wanted to be a rapper all of us got somebody who got some random song but one of them just because he put on nikki thank you thank you thank you because that's honestly because i was always listening to uh this a fun fact about treasury you guys I was always listening to Gucci Man mixtapes, mm-hmm. and some of the he made so many mixtapes, Jordan. That and I was in the Navy at the time. My friend Cookie in the Navy with me can't confirm because she'll come home. She's from Lagrange. She'll come every back time she come back. She had a new mixtape. Well, she, she had a mixtape, but I had a mixtape from Atlanta, and we listened to both of them mixtapes. Some of them had the same, mm-hmm. so it would run over the same songs with a different song on each mixtape, mm-hmm. and then. One mixtape, I don't know if she had or I had it, but it had a female rapper, Nicki Minaj, and she was spitting in this New York, like this very New York accent. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look her up, and she had a whole mix. That's how I found out about Nicki Minaj and Itty Bitty Piggy. And we immediately started playing. Okay. We started to press rewind to learn every word of Itty Bitty Piggy, and that's because of Nicki Minaj. I'm sorry. But then also, again, she also made Itty Bitty Piggy on Soldier Boy's beat. Yes. So again, that's Southern. That's Southern. Yeah, so Atlanta. that's what caught my attention. I'm like, this is, you know, Soldier. Wait a minute, because we were just, you know, so, you know, we were doing all that just a second ago. But the- so, I hear this New York accent over this beat, and I'm like, who is this? And mm-hmm. I go, and I look up all her other stuff, and that's from Gucci Mane. Literally. A blueprint, and I, I, you know what? A secret. I think that she still would have been successful. It just would have taken her a little bit. Longer. Yes, it would have taken her a little bit. Longer. Nicki Minaj spits bars that have like three, four, five different yeah. meanings, and yeah. you really have to. And people are like, and like, and a funny for, of course, me being gay, like you hear the gay buzz, like you know, I gotta go back. You need to go back and listen to Nicki mm-hmm. because she got a bunch of different. And you're oh, like, Santana finna tell you anytime she breathes. He but and breathe. and you and you he just breathe. Don't nobody breathe like no Santana. And it's like and you think you're like you're like you're doing too much, but then when you go back and read them lyrics, she be like, no, nah, she, she really through. is that girl. She thinks it through. She really and that's my thing that makes me so mad about her because it's like she all that drama that surrounds her is surround is taking away from that real talent. That woman has a talent Ultimately, for rapping. Big period. Thinking, I don't think so. Big picture thinking. I think that she's still gonna go down. Where she is meant to go down, mm-hmm. and she's gonna. It's, we're gonna list, you know, Jay Z, Tupac, Nikki, yeah. But then we're also gonna name Nikki. I'm, saying, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's everyone take away from her. I'm just saying it's, at the end of the day, like she's so her talent is so magnanimous that like all this you know, drama around her is, is just just giving her a major disservice. I think that she is. 
and you gotta hear me out. I'm listening. I think that she is a great Wendy Williams replacement. And I get it, we're gonna think that that's beneath her, but I need you to think that about it. That is perfect. I need you to think about it. That is perfect, <laughs> I actually. I need you to think about it. If somebody is willing to pay her prices, because Wendy's price gotta be pretty high at this point. She is off the radio. You know, she's. And like, and Nikki, and the beautiful thing, because the problem thing, the problematic thing about Nikki Minaj, I mean about Wendy Williams, is that she would bring up people's like the most like interior dirt that don't need to be talked to anybody, even their own family. She bringing that up. She Nikki Minaj. Up, she ran up on Whitney. And it's like Nikki Minaj. Nikki Minaj ain't even got to pull up your dirt. She's just gonna talk to you crazy because it's her. And I think that's what's gonna be good because at the end of the day, it's about her. And I think that she is Wendy's replacement. And I think we need to make that happen yesterday. I think that'd be that'd be really good because then Wendy because she could do right and she could be very <laughs> and it could be very topical and yeah. still be a part. People gonna sit down with her whether they want to. Mm-hmm. Because she's Nicki Minaj. She's too. She's too. Yeah. She's too out there for you not because you know you want to sit down with her just to, just to hear what she has to say because she's Y'all just too heard out here there. First, just in case that happens. Okay. Yeah. You, that was you. Yeah. That was you. That was all you. No, nah, for real. That's and I know that she don't want to be compared to that and blah 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 whatever. Big picture thinking. That's a great idea because whoever is willing to pay that price is gonna sell out my only qualm with that is just like i am personally tired of seeing black women on television use this fodder for like drama television like wendy the house i'm not yeah. i'm not taking away from them i'm not saying what they're doing I is anything wrong you know and it's yeah. and it's not because what they're doing is wrong because in there there's two actresses they, they they're quite like okay orange county and people like my like my thing like okay Nikki I mean Nikki Nini another Sag legend like Nikki say what you motherfucking want but Nikki is a cultural I mean Nini Leaks is a cultural icon. Because Nini in every situation on the shade room, it don't matter what the situation is, Nini mean is gonna fit into it. Every, and and it, then even when you say, well, how did I get into? It's Nini. And it's like, and it's like, and you and people have to understand. It's like Nene was Nene came out at the literal invention of Twitter. Nene, yeah. like Nene, Tiff, New York Tiffany Pollard, yeah. dog. Those two black women have structured so much of American social mm-hmm. culture. It yeah. really should be studied. York, it really should be studied. Like yeah. just the sayings they have, the way that, like you know, I said what I've had. That I said what I said. I no said shade. What I said. That no shade. That literally has changed like the context of people's conversations yeah. now. That people are still to the, the point. The only that, difference like, is Portia. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? And it's like, and don't that's get me wrong. Only, and that's, that's what I'm the saying. Number two person. That's and, it. And that's my thing. Is like I'm not saying that I don't want them to do that because at the end of the day, these black women are making cultural shifts just from the way they're saying shit and that's fucking iconic that's fucking amazing i just hate that there are white men in control not white men i just hate that there are people who are not not even big corporations big business big anything just not in control of their image and and they're in control of how that is then you know dispersed to the population and it's you know making them have to live their lives in this caricature of who they are and I think that does a really large disservice to what they have done but you know for what? Pe- like what you just society said, what you just said is a bigger picture to what you just said it's bigger than uh, what are they on e-network bravo bravo it's bigger than it mm-hmm. um, I can travel matter of fact I went to uh, Bali um, everyone wanted to take pictures with me I ain't nobody they ain't give me no money for these pictures. Uh, matter of fact, there was a night whenever the Braves went to the um, World Championship, I went to a bar in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. There was a girl that recorded me without my permission. Um, I didn't like it because I was shit faced. I mean, I was. I mean, I literally like took my top off and did the whole, you know, like I was gone. But it was in a comfortable bar mm-hmm. where I knew the people I was with. I knew the people around me. I felt safe. And I knew I wasn't gonna be recorded. Well, guess what? I was being recorded. And this is after the shit face shenanigans. She was just recording me, just talking to my friend. I look over, she got the phone up, and I'm like, you know, what's going on here? Like, I'm nobody, once again. Um, I tie that in to say that black women are sought after. Our culture Mm -hmm. is sought after. Mm -hmm. Us being ourselves is sought after. So I can do something that another race is doing and it's just, you know, 
oh, well, she's doing it though. But then if I do something that my race does, like get my hair braided or get some long nails, oh, that's ghetto now. So that's kind of where I draw the line. I feel like we need to own our culture a little bit more. It's not even about owning our culture because I feel like black people own our culture very much. The problem is that we're giving too much access to people who don't respect our culture. Mm. Like we talk like you, like you, it. it's like That's especially it. as a black gay That's man, it. I have so many white gay men who are quoting the housewives to me as a place of like you know us to make a report of like us as like sisters. Comfort. Number one, right? And it's like we're not comfortable. Like don't get me wrong, I yeah. want to have that, carot- that camaraderie. Even, it, you. it don't even fit in. They walking up to you saying some nini shit. Exactly. They don't even fit into the conversation. So now I'm uncomfortable because I know what you're trying to do. And that's what, and but that's not only. Let me actually do some black shit. And then now you're uncomfortable, now but you're it's like, no, this is the culture that I'm actually living. That you think is, you think that the, the part that you're trying to access to look cute for your friends. No, this is what it actually is. And now you're uncomfortable. And now I have to change who I am because you're uncomfortable. Yeah. No. I'm starting to draw the line, with it. and it's 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 a lot of races around the world that do that. I have been somewhere. I'm not gonna say where. I don't want anybody to pinpoint the location, but. Something I was I've done has been called ghetto. That's something that we do normally as black people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm finna correct you because you want to wear a hoodie, right? Mm-hmm. You can wear a hoodie and that's comfortable for you, but Trayvon couldn't wear a hoodie. You know what I mean? So like, then it was ghetto. Then it was a threat. So we need to really change that. We got to really draw the line and we got to protect our black culture because it it's- is so easily accessible and it's cool and it's cool. But then when it ain't cool to them. It's ghetto. Right, it's negative. It was wild because like when I first moved here, I used to be a na- I used to be a manny, right? And I was manning these um, two little girls. The one time I was talking That's about really the- and I used to talk about the word, and I was saying, I was like, I'm like, this one girl, the one little girl, she's like, you know, that's ratchet, whatever did it. And the, and the other little girl, corrector, she's like, you can't say that. That's out right now. Like, people aren't saying that right now. And I turned to the both of them. I was like, honey, it was out. Oh, shit. I was like, it was out before the both of you got access yeah. to it. Uh, so for you to sit here. The wind is winding. wind is winding down. Yeah. I was like, so for you to sit here and tell her that she, you know, is in the wrong, you in the wrong. But again, you don't know that because, but you know. And, but it's, it's not even about education because like, at the end of the day there's only so much education you do is the problem is that like media culture needs to have more of a respect for black people if you're going to teach if you're going to treat us as this cultural fodder where you get all of your music your society you know impulses from you know your fashion all these things from then you need to you need to give that respect to black people because at the end of the day especially when you think back to times of, like you know antebellum you think about slavery times mm-hmm. at the end of the day like black people literally built this country so everything you talk about us regarding our culture our appearance everything needs to be re- conversed with a little bit more respect we need a little bit more credit yeah and it's just like and it's even it's, it's even it's like the worst of the world doesn't have to give us credit and that's fine you don't have to give us credit but understand if you don't want to give us credit then you need they to understand do. when we when we but have our I things travel, that are for us and like i said that's where i draw the line and i'm either finna educate you or you're not gonna do that with the next customer because we did this and this is our culture and you know what if you want to call me ghetto that's fine because i own that shit in atlanta but right here it's an upgrade mm-hmm. i'm gonna need you to address it as that i don't need you to address it as a downgrade like oh that's ghetto uh-uh. like wow that's ghetto baby i want to be ratchet but either right? way say that in atlanta is still an upgrade baby because we are what made ghetto and ratchet the thing that they are understand no, that's why i love atlanta because Thank you. That's and that's what... what my, 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 we can be our true selves. And my one thing that I'm really not liking is, like, of course, like, I'm in New York City because, like, I'm, I have opportunities and whatnot, but there's so many people who move from New York City to Atlanta because, like, it's cheaper, da, 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 yeah. da, da. But it's, like, number one, Atlanta doesn't have the infrastructure for all you newcomers at the same time. Atlanta's a very old, very decrepit city. And number two, to mention, like, Atlanta's a very green city. So for them to be cutting all these trees down to put all these buildings up, that, that stresses me out. <laughs> And then also no, number just three. pushing it back. That's why I said I got invited to a house party in fucking Macon. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to that. Right. I'm not going to that. But you know, but you know, <laughs> you know, greater society is gonna make making this own new like yeah. neighborhood, but not not the city so, that it actually fucking it's is. It's up and coming. Right. That's what it's gonna be like. Right. And it's especially just like you know, as a as a as I a black this person. Up and coming, and my black ass ain't gonna be there. My, I'm not up and coming nowhere near. Okay, because yeah. Atlanta was already up and coming when we only. were here. Yeah, Fulton County only. You know, like, yeah. you only thought he's up and coming because there are people who aren't black here. But, honey, it was up and coming when we were here. Because if it wasn't all that, then you wouldn't be moving here in the first place. Right. But, 
especially living here it's just, it's it's a little it feels like a little it's not I feel like a good word is like oxymoronic is what it feels like living mm. here because it's just like oxymoronic. Okay. I'm here for the opportunities and the things that I know I couldn't do in the south uh-huh. but don't get me wrong if they were in the south I would have out of here if they were there, if if they were there, I would have stayed. And Everyone it's like Everyone asked me that. They were like, "Would you move like if you met a guy and y'all going to get married? Would you move move to like Houston or LA? Maybe LA cuz I like the mountains and the beach. That's it. But my heart is in Atlanta. I don't give a fuck if somebody broke my heart in Atlanta. I don't give a fuck if I lost money in Atlanta. But ain't nowhere you going to get your culture. We just talked about this with a a previous guest. Uh if I go get some wings, a black person owns it. If I go get my gynecologist, black. Black person. My dentist was black. My psychologist was black. Okay. My is black. Everybody is black. It's black. Everybody. I mean, if I go to American Deli, they Asian. But when I go to B&L Wings or BB or Boogaloo or any black-owned business, it is a black, black. person. But if I go get wings in L.A., it's Ninety-eight percent chance it's not black. And people want to talk about like, well, black or white, black or white, black or white, black or it's like not only is it like me supporting my people, it's also just at the end of the day like, I know if I go to a black-owned business that's a chicken establishment, I know they're gonna have hot sauce there as opposed to like <laughs> ketchup. Like yeah, no, like I need I need to have that 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 so those soft skills in my restaurants. Yeah. I need that. It's part of the ambiance. And like one thing about Atlanta is just like I remember as a kid like going places in Atlanta and seeing nothing but black people. It was one of the only places I could go. I thought Atlanta was a whole world when I was a kid. As a kid, you because the, the, the city was right there. I seen the city, and it's probably New York behind us. But I seen the city on TV, and I walked outside in the projects in Atlanta, and I seen the same city. So shit, this it. And everyone I would see was I had black. Three books, and I read about Paris, the Eiffel Tower. What the fuck is that? <laughs> But again, yeah, but like, wait a minute, it's other places, but but again, and and, and then for me to live, move from Georgia to Ohio because we moved to Ohio when I was nine before I came mm-hmm. back, and like for me to like move and go to school with black kids and then go to school where I was the only black kid and like mm-hmm. the district, like one of my friends, John, right? That's good. Uh, mentally, though, eh, people it say is. that is in the long run. It is. You might not agree, but people say that yeah. it is good mentally because they think that you're being exposed to like you know different like you know culture and reading and whatnot but for as much as i was exposed to in like the good i was exposed to in the negative like you know growing up like being the only black kid mm-hmm. like it's like okay so one of my friends john we're going to meet him tonight when we go to that club when we go to the reggaeton club right okay. john and i his mom and my mom introduced us to each other mm-hmm. because we were the only black boys in the city limits you lying in the school school district from Augusta, Georgia today. and Augusta I was in South Richmond County which is literally they just named it one of the blackest cities on in the country dog yeah. <laughs> and I went from that to white to like very Caucasian yeah. milk toast very middle bread very yeah. white Ohio and I was just like so they introduced us and we didn't become friends until we got older but it's just in the day just like and like as we we're older like again like when they first introduced us John and I were like 11 mm-hmm. we're in our 30s now and that's for and now to look cool. back and for us to look back yeah. now 20 years ago yeah, and be like dog like beautiful. like they were introducing us because like we weren't just the only like black kid we were the only black boys in the district and everyone was saying and it was, was but, the only black boys going through that same experience and that's another thing people say that is better but understand experience. i told you big picture i literally and i didn't even know that but i literally because that's how the navy was for me mm-hmm. i ain't seen nobody until i joined the navy at 18 and it was Mexicans, Asians. It was a girl named Agahi Malieri. That was her last name. We couldn't pronounce it. We called A13. She had 13 letters in her last name. <laughs> when I tell you she was fine as hell, she was everything was perfect on her. She was from like Iraq in boot camp with me. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry if you listen to this. Let me know where you're from, but it was definitely somewhere there in that middle, middle eastern. And I was just like, wow. And not only was it, you know, white girls, Spanish girls crying at night, but it was black girls crying. They wanted to go home their mommy day. I didn't understand that. So I was exposed to a lot at 18 that I hadn't seen my whole life in Atlanta. And it humbled me. Mm-hmm. And then people realized think- that, you know, 
we're all just human. I just have a different experience. It ain't got nothing to do with my skin color. I have a different experience. Cause it's, it's a black girl laying next to me with a, a whole mama, a whole dad. She crying herself to sleep every night. And I'm like, girl, what the hell wrong with you? You crying like the mother girls in here. But her experience was similar to their experience. It just wasn't my experience. And that was my first time exposed to a whole bunch of different races. It's beautiful. It is. And everyone isn't blessed with that. I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone is not blessed with that ability to see other people in their element. Mm -hmm. And you were at such an early age. Maybe that's why you can blend right into New York also. Yeah, because for me, I was able to see both. I was able to see me building in my own element, but also mm -hmm. understanding what it is for me to be outside of my element, but still having to blend in. So it was right. like... People, people, people. The thing is, like, people champion that, like, you know, since you got all this exposure stuff, like, it's better for you. But people also don't understand, like, the mental labor and the emotional labor and the social labor and like the physical labor it takes for you to be in those spaces. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I was getting exposed to a bunch of things, but I was also being exposed to a bunch of racism and shit in right. different ways that I wouldn't didn't encounter before. I know. If anybody feel, I feel. Okay, so it's just like. <laughs> Cause you know, one thing about anti-blackness is like hating black people is a global currency. No shade. Like, hating you know, hating darker skin tones no is a thing acro is across the board. And you know, us typically have the darkest skin tone. So well, like, I will say you do get both ends of the spectrum. You get the racism, but you also get the wow. This person is really beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you do. I want to take a picture. I want to whatever, have sex, whatever. I want to give my life savings to this person. You know. Like, yeah, you're gonna experience that. More. People have to understand that like blackness is controversy. Like everything you do as a black person is controversial. Yeah. No matter if you want it to be or if you don't want it to be, it's always going to be that. So when you travel abroad, like just me being here is controversial. Me talking to you is controversial. Like, and on top of the controversy, I have to then try to you know make a bridge for us to understand each other, so we have some type of personage between the both of us. Like, traveling as a black person, especially as a black woman, like no shade, especially if you if you travel alone, like that's strong as shit. Cause like me as a black gay autistic man, you know, Let me tell you traveling by myself is a little hard. But when I see black women do it for themselves, cause one, women ain't traveling by themselves. Women travel by themselves in their own country is very yeah. hard. So for them to do it abroad and then black women doing it abroad, like, baby, that's some strength. Yeah. That's some strength like shit, now, and I applaud I that. Lie, I was Bali, I was afraid. And uh, that's when people wanted to take pictures the most when I was alone. Um, it ended up being beautiful. Mm -hmm. But at first, I mean, I had so many anxiety attacks. Let me tell you something. I Understandable. Understandable. I probably wouldn't do Bali again. I would probably wouldn't do too far off of my uh, spectrum. Mm -hmm. Even Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Af I went to Nairobi and uh, Zanzibar, Tan uh, Tanzania, with my son. Um, we still stand out. Yeah. We, we talked about that briefly upstairs. Uh, we still stand out as American Black people. Because even our facial features, you can tell that we look different from. You can tell where Europeanness has gotten yeah, to our has gotten into yeah. our gener our, into our uh, genetics. We, everyone was submitted or not, we're mixed and we're American black people. As soon as we open our mouth, it confirms it. You know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was even different. Mm -hmm. That was even different. It was comparable to Bali. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't expect that. That's another thing is like people think that blackness is a monolith, but like every different country in the continent of Africa has its own culture. Southern black culture is different from northern black culture, which is different from western black culture, which is different from midwestern black culture. Mm -hmm. Like blackness is this, it's not even a thing. Blackness is a feeling that has really like changed through the times because it's had to change through the times. That's what evolution is. So you, you know what I said on the podcast before? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again for the people that didn't hear this episode. I went to Jamaica and I had an epiphany. I said, they speak this lovely Patuan language. I can barely understand it. I got to tell them to slow down. But mm -hmm. they look like me. Mm -hmm. They black like me. They mm -hmm. move like me. They dance like me. They do everything like me. But they got their own culture. Mm -hmm. We ain't got our own culture. We do. You know why? We do. But you know why we got to dumb it down? Because we got to go to job interviews. We got to say yes, sir. No, sir. We got to put our hair in the bullet. We just now started being able to do the, you know, the AI braids at job interviews and the locks and stuff. That just started mm -hmm. within the last few years. You know, we used to have to have, you know, the sew in or put our hair in a ponytail or we got to dumb down our culture to blend in with 
American culture to get jobs, just to feed our families. And so I had an epiphany in Jamaica, like, why I can't say Finland? I'm finna go to stuff. Thank you. Because number one, because I, I as a Southern black person feel that Ebonics is its own language. The same way that Pato has its own language, so is Ebonics. At the end of the day, people keep talking about, like, why are you speaking? Because I was, I remember I was talking to one of my friends. I was like, oh. You ain't saying that. Right. And I was like, we finna, I was like, we finna motherfucking go to motherfucking, motherfucking Bodega. He's an Instant Bodega guy. The issue is they don't understand what we're saying, so that's ghetto. No, no, no. You ain't saying that. You know what I said. You know exactly what I said. I was talking to you. I wasn't talking to you. Cause I was, I was, cause no, cause I was working with this lady at work, or whatever. And she's from Australia, and she was, and I was talking to this other woman named Zentra, or whatever. And she is, she was from Brooklyn, or whatever. But you know, it was, it was black people talking to other black people. And she was like, you know, when I, she's like, when you guys speak to each other, I don't really understand it. And I was like, honey, that's the point. And she's like, what do you mean? To each other. Right. She was like, well, actually, if I was talking to you, I would have been talking to you. To you. And she was like, yeah. well, I feel like that's kind of rude. I was like, oh, I was, I was, I was like, okay, well, our boss is, is Jewish, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, his daughter is Jewish, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, do you think it's rude that he speaks to his daughter in Hebrew? And she's like, no. I was like, so why do you think it's rude that when we speak to each other in Ebonics, honey? It's the same. It's the same thing. Respect your culture. I need you to respect mine. And that's something. It's, it's, it's not that black people don't like our culture not that black people aren't doing enough is that the rest of the world does not respect our and contributions and we have to dumb down our culture to even get jobs just to feed our family but that's the, is, the issue i don't even think it's about dumbing down our culture is that at the end of the day we have to assimilate to white culture and it's not mm. the fact it's not it's not saying that you know white is derogatory it's saying that white culture is what dominates us because we live in a capitalistic mm. society that is generated by racism bills, honestly so it's like it's yeah. not that we have to mute our culture we just assimilate to theirs because in the point is like us we're as a black person you will never be able to mute your culture because so mm-hmm. much of american culture is a derivative of our culture yeah. so how am i ever going to be able to mute what is yeah. me yeah you're right so it's literally just like no i just have to play i have to placate like i'm a part of this world when i'm not like don't get me wrong like, i love this apartment that i'm in but it's like i'm an I'm a black man from the rural, from the semi-rural South. I'm from South Augusta, Georgia. I I love this metropolitan life that I'm living, but this isn't me. Yeah. I'm I'm used to going outside with my shoes off in my grandma's house, yeah. picking a peach off the peach tree, and eating that shit. You know? Oh, I love the city life. I can blend into any city, Paris. I know you. I know you. I can. Yeah. I can blend in. I can yeah. always blend in. As a black yeah. person, the one thing you were taught to survive is to blend in. But I know where. I am from, or yeah. where my roots are from, or where my people are from. That's the South. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be that. Like, my family, one thing that I don't know if Latoya told you, like, you're the, okay, my grandmother, my grandmother mm-hmm. has been living on the same, her family has been living on the same plot of land since they were brought here. Oh, that's, you lying. That's no, beautiful. No. So, my great grandfather, my great grandfather is buried on that land. That land is 10 minutes away oh my from God. my grandmother's house in Augusta. That's why we haven't left. Augusta. So when people and talk you about your roots, it. I know, I know where yeah. my roots are because I can literally go and see them. You know, yeah, you can bag that on up. Yeah. In New York culture, the, the neighborhoods change so much with mm-hmm. the years. They don't know that. So for That's me coming here, is, for me coming here, and oh, I talk to people, beautiful. and they're like, "I did it." Well, my family came with this year. Did I'm like, "Oh, well, my family's been in Georgia and South Carolina since the 16th mm-hmm. century." Okay, like the first original, Flint. their first, their first Flint original Flint. Reeves. So I was a Reeves. Like Reeves literally comes from it means rivers in Irish. The first Irish settler came to South Carolina in oh the 16th century. He originally, and he put his he put his plantation somewhere outside of like I believe it's like Wilmington, South or Irvington, South Carolina, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, Papa Toya's father is from mm-hmm. Saluda, South Carolina. Okay. You also think about the first black cowboys, Bass Reeves. Mm-hmm. That's one of our ancestors. Our mm-hmm. family has been in this country since, has been in Georgia since before Georgia was a state, honey. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I move here, and I meet people, I've only been here for the 40s, I've been here since the 40s, and you know, I'm trying to figure out things for me. I, I, I know where my people are from. Nah, that's a, let me tell you, that's an individual flex. That's a family flex. That is a black family, listen, flex. All over. And that's what I'm saying. Because like, because a lot of us can't do that. And, and that's what I'm saying. Black. Everyone thinks My that blackness is this searching. monolith. You know? Yeah. But you know, we're so. You know, my, this my grandma knows. People think I got a nose job. Nah, this my grandma knows. And, and what, that's how mixed my family. 
but that's just my mama's side because like my dad my dad's in Patterson New Jersey we yeah. think my dad's Dominican when I'm when I'm out here all the Dominicans are talking to me in Spanish I have to remember like baby and they're like where are you from baby I'm from Georgia Augusta. <laughs> I'm from Augusta <laughs> Georgia baby you know and then I also speak French too because I've been studying French since I was 15 so like you know and so it's just being here it's just like you know it's it's so much different from the south god it's so different it is so different but i told you my correlation is italy i mean the there people. are a lot there are a lot of italians in new yeah. york so it and makes it, sense yeah and a lot of yeah. the they mafia runs down, new york so yeah. it makes sense they pass down their uh mannerisms mm-hmm. so that's what i experienced mm-hmm. there are a lot of there are a lot well, of we gonna close this up. i do like that uh we talked about drawing a line with the um the ghetto stereotype mm-hmm. with you want to be ghetto too you just mad then you I, can't I would be. like to draw that line i would like to come out with our own language i'm gonna say that time blue in the face we it's ha- our language baby Ebonics, we don't have to come out Ebonics is our own language and it's going to be but i'm i want it to be socially acceptable it is I socially acceptable be, period because uh, we're gonna talk different in la than atlanta even Atlanta to the Geechee, South Carolina. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in Miami, Kodak going to have a whole different, Kodak Black going to have a whole different uh, phraseology yes, than us is. in Atlanta. Yes, but is. we still know what he's saying. Okay. Part, yeah. <laughs> and he called to New York and it's going to be a different dialect. But you know what? That's ours. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. And I would really love to draw that line. Uh, hopefully our generation is starting to draw that line. Because I can go to an interview with my locks and you can go to an interview with your braids. It wasn't like that 10 years ago. So hopefully we're changing it. But I, but so I'm saying, since the fact that we can, we are changing it. We're Our generation it. is. They are doing it. It's we're the, changing it. We've always been doing that work. It's just for the rest of the world to catch up and accept what we've always been putting down as culture as always is. It's yeah. always us doing our shit yeah. and then picking it up. So as per usual, we just got to wait on them to pick it up. Alright, we're going to end this. And I hope it's not too windy. I hope I can get all the wind out. Hopefully. I'm afraid. I got you. You got you. This was a really good conversation. So, we finna go party though. (laughs) (laughs) Where the blood is?